This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, host, Jason Glick. How are you? I'm doing just fine, John. How are your holidays going? Oh, they're holidays. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're fine. How about yours? <laughs> oh, my, mine are fine. I get to, get to see my, my sister... Sister, my brother-in-law, and and the kids, and spend the time with a lot of the with a lot of the family. It was like my my Christmas my Christmas is good, and New Year's is going to be uh, at this point probably a considerably more muted experience. <laughs> but otherwise, hey, it's like things are things are going going good right now. I'm on vacation from work, and I'm catching up on all, on all the uh, all the games that I've been uh, acquiring in the last couple of months too. Ah, that helps. That helps. You know, catch up. Catch-up time. All right, so cool. Yes. So what do you ha- have for us tonight in the world of comics, sir? Okay, well, as I promised everyone at the end of the last last pod, back to the inexhaustible well of stories that is Garth Ennis. Now, long-time listeners and readers will know that like, I think Ennis is like is one of the, um, the comic book writers we've got um, it's like working in the industry today. He may not be as prolific as some, but the man is... Managed to turn out a city stream of comics that have, that have ranked among some of the best we've read in, in recent memory. Now, and this does have his certain um, hobby horses. I mean, he loves the military, like glorifying the, the work of soldiers over the um, people, over the idiots who, um, who, who command them. Um, he's, a dev- he's an avowed atheist who um, basically he said that, you know, if God shows up in his work, he's either non-existent or a complete bastard. And he also has a um, distinct distaste of superheroes. Just the fact that how they've come to um, basically define um, modern American comics, like he just, that kind of annoys him like more than anything else, even though like, he himself has managed to carve out a, uh, a pretty successful cr- career that doesn't necessarily involve them. Mind you, um, yes, he has written um, the definitive run on on Marvel's Punisher, however, he himself is basically um, called the Punisher himself, as you know, basically a British character, you know, the kind who uh, who kills his villains as opposed to you know just letting them live in order to come back and fight another day, um, than than anything else. Now, it's this thing, it's this um, distaste of superheroes that I'm coming back to with his latest series, The Boys, which dropped up, um, er, which dropped up earlier this month with and um. The, the final volume came out in print as well. Now, I was like, Ennis is basically so the whole reason he hasn't been able to get into superheroes is just because he he didn't live in America. He didn't um, grow up reading superheroes, and um, he didn't acquire the necessary suspension of disbelief that the rest of us have in order to like you know properly appreciate them. Now, he's but the thing is like whenever you read his stuff, um, be it his DC work in Hitman, say when he um, had. Um, Tommy Monaghan um, puke on Batman's shoes, um, made, made a laughing stock out of um, New Green Lantern, um, Kyle Rayner, or in um, in his work on in Marvel Universe with Punisher, where he had um, um, Spider-Man beaten down by the by by the robotransvestite version of the Russian, and had um, Wolverine in hit in a um, grossly over-the-top version caricature of himself, and having get shot in the the shotgun, and then run over with a steamroller. It's like, like, and it's like his 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 distaste and disrespect of superheroes is is um, stuff of legend throughout his work. However, with the boys, though, the immediate feeling you get with this is that he he decided to stop, take a minute and stop and like, wait, no, it's not enough to just hate superheroes. I just have to like, you know, like really like, what can I do in order to like really give this give my um distaste and distrust of them meaning? So. With the boys, 
And this has created a world where, you know, superheroes are part of the fabric of life. They're just like, you know, on the surface, they're just like, you know, every, they're just, like the surf, on the surface, it's just like Marvel and DC universes. They're, they're bright, colorful characters who have um, abilities um, greater than those of normal men who go around fight, like fighting crime, um, stopping supervillains, and just, you know, just, and they've got their own comic book lines as well. You know, in order to give us the like, nice, um, proper versions of what the, their exploits. Because in because in reality, it's like when you get down to it, these superheroes are just you know, it's like it's like it's a huge. Um, God awful celebrity culture. Well, so they, they may appear, appear to be um, like um, paragons of virtue on the like on the surface, you know, going off to fight supervillains, go and uh, fighting off invasions every month or so. It's like they're also um, like prone to indulge to indulging in any excess that celebrity will, will allow, particularly the sexual variety and the drug fueled variety. Like and um, and like they're just not just like you know. They're always want to take things a bit too far. Enter into this the boys. The boys are are a um, CIA-backed um, group of um, of, enhan- of enhanced humans who um, go around basically t- telling the uh, as keeping the superheroes in line and letting them know when it's like when they've gone they, they've gone too far. It's run by um, by by, by, by William it's like by, by William Butcher Billy to to his close close friends. Um, second in command, uh, Mother's Milk, who uh, who, had, who is actually a superhuman himself because he gets his powers through breast milk. Uh, don't ask; it's one of the serious parts. And you've also got um, like um, Frenchy and the female, uh, like the two, uh, the muscle of the group, who are like one's a complete. Um, they're both nutters. They're um, one is like um, French. One is like, even though he's completely, um, he's thoroughly French. He also feels kind of like, you know, and this is apology to all the, um, like, um, like French, jo- um, France jokes he's made throughout his, made, made in, his, in his earlier comics. And there's the female who almost never speaks in the comic, but she's a, she's a quiet, short Japanese girl who was, um, whose origin is more akin to aliens than any, anything else. And then there's, um, Huey. Huey is, um, is the uh, it's like is the, is the boy's newest member, and he and he winds up joining joining their group after his after his girlfriend was killed by um by one of the superheroes um A Train a speedster he he was just taking out one of his villain one of his um routine supervillains and he wound up just like go plowing right into super, Huey's um girlfriend as they were just like twirling around like hand in hand and Huey was just left holding her hands right there left in utter shock after um. A train plowed through him and just sped off after after confirming that you know okay everything's taken care of I gotta go now bye so so butcher um sees in this guy someone who, sees in Huey someone who's been affected by super by the um by the utter um indifference of super of super superheroes and goes and recruit recruit him to the boys now that's how that's how the series begins and from there we get um all sorts of all sorts of like um like decadence like when the uh, initial story arc where we um teenage kicks the um the teen group of superheroes that that has essentially got the series um like kicked off from DC because after because after uh, um his publisher at the time Paul Levitz said no I want something like this that's basically just just mocking and like um and deriding our product at this at like in this way so again it was eventually um kicked over to Dynamite um it's like but then you've got like you got this like showing you the utter decadence how they all super all super 
like just fuck all, fuck a bunch of whores, do a bunch of drugs, have sex with each other, male and female, and just like it's like it gets it. The thing about the boys is like it is like all the series that Ennis has done. This is probably one of the filthiest and uh, most disturbing that he that he has. I mean, Ennis is always like you know push the envelope in terms of like violence and even sex in this. It's like in comics. I mean, like some of his some of his stuff in um, Preacher. It's like and um, it's like and um, and the Punisher is, and, but um, but the boys though it's 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 to that to even if, like uh, an even further degree because I mean people's people's heads heads ex- people heads heads are exploding people like um like people are getting like they're being punched right through their right through their spine all sorts of like um weird creepy sex like you know with hamst- hamsters up people's up people's butts it's like stuff it's like and like I'm child molesting, and I'll get into that later. Good God! And it's like it just gets—it's so filthy, so disgusting that that is, that you know if you if you would if this is your first series by Garth Ennis, I can imagine a lot of people just being like completely turned off by the sheer amount of sex and violence on here because it's because on one hand it's like it like with um, Ennis isn't having to um, comport himself to the uh, to the embod- like to the limitations that Marvel and DC ascribe. Because even in um, Vertigo and uh, Marvel's Max imprint, there are still limits to what they can to what they can do with violence. With Dynamite, you have the feeling that they were t- they just said you know a that they 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 let Ennis like just go go completely wild right here. And to be to be honest, it's like letting Ennis go completely wild is not um like it's not a not not generally a good idea because like I said, talk about with because um because Ennis I mean this does the series does reek of self indulgence in the fact that he's just so talking taking his his hatred of superheroes to a whole other to a whole other, other level right here and um at the same time and and on one hand it's like yeah it's and it, and that does involve a certain amount of world building but at the same time like he's just going oh superheroes are are bad it's like I'm just gonna just go you know, going shit all over them. But um, overall, it's like thing is like even with all this um like with all this indulgence to violence, violence, sex, and his, and his utter hate to superheroes, Ennis still actually manages to um, pull out some worthwhile material in this in this series, and that primarily um, stems from his character, his level of character development he shows throughout the throughout the course of the series. Because um, Huey, I mean, even though he's just he's he's just our point of view character, and he's the one member of the boys who is essentially a decent being at heart. It's like we find this out, you know, just like in his own solo series, um, Highland Laddie, which has you know, like, and it's a part of his at his most sophomoric, and is when we um, reconnect with with Huey's um, like former childhood friends, one of whom is now a transvestite, the other one who you know just smells really bad and wears a gas mask all, all the time. It's like that's that's utterly ridiculous stuff. But at the same time, we find out that Huey just, you know, he was just like a nice, nice kid who just kind of got kind of like a raw deal throughout his, throughout his childhood. And um, even with um, Mother's Milk, we find out that he was a victim of the uh, corporation behind that that manufactures all the uh, superheroes on um, Vought American, and that um, and that he he was he, his power his superpowers just more just more victim of circumstance than any than anything else and yeah how his dad eventually cost him his life to try and um get get reparations for what was done to them then you yeah and um like um Frenchie not so much um female you know it's the Japanese side of things but even even with those two it's like 
like basically caricatures for the most part. They still manage to um like like merges like um as um as uh, as more than um, one dimensional caricatures over the course of the series as um the Frenchie tries his best to basically like render the female who is introduces nothing more than a complete psychopath who is just like doing mob hits um of the most brutal variety when we meet her. Yeah. And it's it's like it's like it's and it's and Frenchie's just trying to like find a way to like you know, hey, there's more toward there's more to life than this. And he's just tr- and and even then, it's like even though like it's it's kind of ridiculous the ways he goes about it. It's like it still still manages to um, have some meaning at the very at the very end when we find out their their final fate. And then there's Butcher. Butcher is a, essentially a variation on the uh, on Ennis's um, you know, um, um, combat veteran who is having. On one hand, he is having way too much fun to stop. The kind of guy who is like you know, in, tar- in charge of everything. He knows what to say in every situation. He's got a plan for every, every con- contingency. He's, he's smart. He's, he's smart, and he's um, and he hates heroes more than anything in the world. Now, that's that's how he starts off as. But as things go on, you find out uh, he that you know he that that he's much more. He's he's much he's he's got a much more. He's much deeper than that, especially in the um, volume ten when we get his his whole story. We find out that you know he's. Man is a hugely violent individual who could only have been who was who only he was about to kill his dad at one point because his dad was a complete utter bastard who would just like to beat his mom um, for, for no good reason, but um, he'd be able to stop by his by his younger brother, and that's one of the reasons why he um, recruited Huey because he figured that, hey you know this guy's he's a decent individual and you know he's also my younger brother stop me keep in mind because there'll be a quiz on that at the end of the series. But then we also find out that he eventually found a what found a, be- a beautiful woman who was able to like, you know, eventually you know just show him that there was more to life than just you know than violence and violence and drink and um, basically show him that you know he there is uh, they say he could be more than what he was and she was raped by a superhero and gave birth to a um, superpowered fetus who killed her and um, that set Butcher off. It's like on his on his quest, on his dire quest for vengeance. It's stuff like like overall the level of character development that, that Ennis invests in his in his people in his in his cast is um really what makes the series worth worth reading, and also the fact that Ennis really plays long game in terms of like plotting because I think more like um I mean for his for for his series but this, he was really like setting things up for. He he really knew how this how this series was going to like play out, like from beginning to end. Like, I mean, stuff like with um, with um, butchers with butchers motiva- motivations in the final arc, as he um, find, comes upon a way to finally kill off all the superheroes, and how it ties into um, every t- what what has come come before in previous storylines, or in the um, real revelation of who raped butchers um, butchers wife. And how in that giant twist that was in the next last volume, stuff like that, um, like it's like it, it rises above the filth and murk that permeates the series, and um really, and ultimately makes it you know even though, like and this is um this, and this in my book always you remember for like for preacher, for Punisher, for Hitman, like those are his holy trinity. The boys will 
always be um like behind those, but even then it still has its merits thanks to its th- thanks to its little storytelling it involves and also his it's also in his another one of his assaults on the military well not really the military industrial complex but just like the corporate culture of america in um in it's like in the company um Vought American that manages all the superheroes, a buddy of mine um once told me that he could never get into this into this series because of Ennis's um like complete distrust and hatred of superheroes, and how it's like superheroes here are just like no good at all. Like they will just and even the ones that are good are just like played as complete retards. And like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna that's how they're portrayed in the series. Go read volume eight, The Innocence. And you'll see what I mean. But um this. But um, but the thing is, in this in in the world of the boys, the corporation bought American. They're the ones that control all the superheroes. They've got the um the secret chemical compound that they're experimenting on in order to create new interesting super variants on the on on superhero formula. But it's like they are all out to make money and also to to um make these uh these superheroes ads um. And, and to push superheroes into the line of national events because that's where the real money is. Now with Von American, um, Ennis does a lot of his most interesting stuff here. It's like I mean, with what he's done before, it's like Ennis hasn't really like you know this with us, his previous series, Ennis hasn't really necessarily need for like world building, but he does that here and showing um, what Von American does over the years, how they were like you know they were initially like they're, like, they're kind of the, the lowest bidder. In terms of like you know, like uh, military military tech, and they eventually bit them on the like an entire company of people was wiped out and their heads put on their weapons in in Vietnam, and and this like you know creates a, shows like a plot like a credible world where this company like like you know lucked into this like this 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 superlative tech they found a neat like their like like their niche and that I seen in volume three. And I've got the uh, mirror image in volume, it's like in volume nine, where we get um, with a uh, Barbary Coast, where we find out the uh, we see the story of the CIA's um, struggle through um, Greg Mallory, the, one of the original members of the Boys, who eventually quit after it's like after his grand, granddaughters were killed in the, like it's like in in the conflict. But um, but so it's, it's you know it's like it again it's like um, portrays the company as like and. You know, after all we've seen throughout the comp- like um, the corporate, corporate American greed over the years, how it's manifested in our financial meltdown, it's not hard at all to see, you know, see um, bought, like, you know, like bought Americans' actions, how they just like like employ like you know psychopaths and pedophiles and just go, oh, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, it's like even this guy's a pedophile, he's still making money for us, but oh no, he's become too unstable, inst- and we've got to go ahead and liquidate him. Him through fire, so, and that's manifested through um Jasper Stillwell, um who is the um, um corporate ex- um personification of the corporation, um who who pops up throughout over the course of the series, and he's just kind of like you know just this utterly implacable character who just says you know I'm here to make money and to just I'm here, I'm here to like see our corporation through the um, worst times and just man I'm, I'm do damage control in the and, and pull the the, the uh, most efficient fall agents possible when things things go bad. It's like on one hand he is like the um, most hateable character in this series in the sense that you know hey he's a kind of, he, at the very in the final issue he basically goes and says hey you know 
always when you know, when you people say, "Hey," like um, when um, Cooper Merck goes, "Hey, so sue us." That's me. So it's so it's just like it's you know, it's it's fascinating and scary to see how well Ennis nails this um like this culture of corporate greed and indifference um, with 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 Vod American. It's like I said, it's it's more than a little frightening, but at the same time, it's like it's. Like seeing how, in, even at the very end, it's like he only allows us the barest minimum of Schadenfreude when we see what overall it's like the business with um, Vod American is. Um, it's like it's, it's 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 frightening. It's a bit scary, and um, it's like it's still point of the series and also proof of that how far um, Ennis can, you know, like I said, how Ennis can just like you know like um. I dig up worthwhile material over, like it's right through all this filth, and um, it's like, and in the end though, it's like I said, like so the boys, as I, said, I thought it was worth, it's like worth entertaining, worth enduring, it's like if you're um, not one of the, uh, if you're not not a big fan of the, uh, it's like of Ennis's propensities towards sex and violence, but I do want to address one other thing though, is that, um, volume four, um, like um, we gotta go now, it has um, Ennis's take on the G-Man. And um, I've mentioned before, in previous about how like um, it it kind of like you know implies that you know it's it's probably like one, it makes one of the worst things I think that Ennis has written, in the sense that I feel like a good chunk of it basically um asks he's asking us to find child abuse funny, and um it's like rereading it again after all these years, um I have to admit that it's that it comes off now that I know what the um it's like you know. Like like what he was going going for here, but still, it's kind of like, ah, uh, it's like I don't know. It's like all you need to know for wrong, like the X Men are, it's like the G Men like are utterly disgusting, and um like the and that Bot American will eventually you know go and clean up itself, um clean up its own messes that, um at um at any other time. So, but um other than that, it's like. I also want to talk about the um, the artistic merits of the series because while this was originally um, meant to be um, Ennis's long-term collaboration with um, Derek Robertson, who's best known for um, illustrating um, Warren Ellis's Transmetropolitan, that didn't quite work out because because um, while um, it would have worked out perfectly had the series remained at DC because um, Robertson had a, an exclusive contract with them. Uh, unfortunately, after the series left DC and went to Dynamite, um, and um, Robertson found himself having to split his time between his um, DC projects and and the boys, and that really shows over the course of the series because parts of it, especially the first volume, are um, are illustrated really well. It's got his great Robertson's great talent for for caricature and and facial expression, which is kind of the same thing. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, but it's like I said, it looks great. But then, like as as the series goes on, you can see that that Robertson really was pressed for time doing a lot of the stuff, and that you know, we initiated bringing in a lot of fill-in artists like like um, Peter Snezberg, um, Carlos Esquera, um, John McCree, and um, eventually um, necessitated a, a full-time replacement in the term of Russ Braun. Braun um, took over in Volume Eight um, with. Um, with the story believe and he's actually got a he, and even though he doesn't have like um the same level of detail and richness of character that um Robertson brings to his work he still um maintains a good amount of stylistic consistency and manages to um and he keeps a ser- 
it keeps up it keeps the same level of artistic quality that you'd expect from the series. Um, Robertson does return for the final issue, which is a nice which works as a nice bookend, as well as the um, Butcher Baker Candlestick Maker um, origin story of Butcher in Volume Ten. That looks fantastic. But like I said, overall, it's like you know the series is like kind of uneven visually. It's still like I said, it, it's still um, pretty it still hangs on pretty well. So overall, final word on the boys. Like I said, it's the least of all Venice's ongoing series, but it proved, But it's even then, it's, you just have to admire the fact that for someone like him, there was still that he was that even though he was plowing right into utter self-indulgence as far as um, you know, showing how how much super, how he thinks superheroes suck, um, like he was still able to bring out some worthwhile char- characterizations and social social commentary as well. So. And I was like, I'm, you may you may see this um, pop up on my um my stuff list for 2012, but uh, we'll see about that. John, any thoughts? We will see about that. That's my thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Huh. You said it was uncharacteristically violent for a series done by him. Uh, it's it, it more extreme than anything else. While the um, well the the sex and the those. In, um, and well, and this is more and more more to push levels of violence than anything else. Um, it's like this one. It, I wouldn't say it's not necessarily uncharacteristic. It's just more excessive than anything else. Like you get the feeling that this is more like, hey, you know, it's I, more I can, indulgent of him. Yes, yeah, so I can. Uh, I, I can go ahead and do. I couldn't do this before with Marvel and DC, but I can do this now. Sometimes I'm just go ahead and do it anyway. So that's that's what I get. That's a lot of the thing I get with um with his. Yeah, with a lot of stuff you see in this series. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Interesting indeed. Well, you know, if you want to see how authors really want to write, <laughs> you have to go outside the label. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it sounds fascinating for sure. So uh, do you know what you're going to be talking about next week, though? Well, let's see. Assuming my um, room has been reconstructed um, properly, I I will probably go ahead and be getting getting to the best of 2012. Ooh, um, if if not, then I will I will find something um, hopefully just as interesting. Yes, you always do manage to come up with something interesting. So, all right. Until then, uh, we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, later's everyone. Night.